Welcome to the podcast of C3 Church with today's message. We just wrapped up talking about illumination. Again, we're, we're on the staircase, and so we know we, we are ascending uh, into a place, in terms, of, especially in terms of our understanding, knowing that um, all that God wants us to be that uh, he is going to make sure that we become it. So he's working on us, right? Uh, So this next area, this next step is inspiration. After illumination uh, comes inspiration. Amen? And um, if you're turning your Bibles to John chapter 20, And we're just going to look at one verse, verse 22, and we're going to talk about inspiration, which means to breathe life into another. Amen? Um, And that's a part of the process that the Lord does um, for us. I see this kind of also as like a refreshing, you know? Um, I don't know if you've ever been in a worship service and it just seems like a, a wind just comes through the service, you know, not, not one of those winds that will topple us, but you just, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like a, a, a gentle breeze. But in John 20, verse 22, the scripture says, and when he said this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. That's inspiration. Like, just like we, we know the, the, the scriptures are God-breathed, God-inspired men of God. Peter said that they were carried about by the, by the Spirit, right? So and a part of our uh, uh, progress, amen, in terms of ministry, the Lord will, will breathe into us and he will stir our, our spirit and stir up our spirit man. And, uh, you know, I, I hear uh, 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 John and some others, they say, man, I'm fired up. That's, a, that's, that's, that's spirit talk. There's something started stirring on the inside of us. You know, sometimes we pray, you know, in a, in a I think in a, a misled way, uh, uh, Father, stir up the gifts of the saints. Well, that's not what Paul said. Paul told Timothy, you stir up the gift that's in you. Right. You, 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 you fan the flicker into a flame, which means you, you have responsibility. Uh, 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 Jude says that we we uh, build ourselves up on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Right. That, that's like you're building up, a, building up an edifice. Amen. And, it, and inspiration is also about influence, guiding or moving to action. So, so the Spirit of God will kind of catch us up and start influencing you. You know, sometimes all of a sudden you're driven to say a certain thing or to do a certain thing, and you might not be able to figure out where is this coming from. It's, it's, you know, if you ever had a, a wind get behind you when you're out walking, as much as you want to resist it, it just kind of pushes you, right? You know, and, and hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. You know, in track, 
uh, if the wind is at your back, they won't count your time because right. you got an advantage over everybody else. They call it wind aided. You know, the Holy Spirit will come behind you, come on, and give you an advantage. Yes, sir. It's, it's wind aided. Guide, move uh, to action. Also to animate. Amen? To animate. And, and sometimes this animation uh, is, is never unseemly, but in a, in a worship service or in a, in a personal, private, devotional time with the Lord, you know, this animation can come, o- come over you all of a sudden. And you behave in a, in a way that's kind of distinct from your normal behavior. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That, that's that's that, that inspiration. But it, it will move you, you know. Some, and and, and I, I will say this, I, I just feel this in my spirit deeply. You know, um, this inspiration, if you dig in, you can resist it. Because sometimes you can be in service and you get an inspiration from the Lord that you need to go over and say a certain thing or minister to somebody. And Lord knows, don't let it be someone who you think because of their function in the body is no way you should be going to tell this person that, right? And so you resist that inspiration. But everything in you is urging you to go that way. And you say, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that, right? Uh, but it does move us when we yield to it, and that's the word, it will move us to action. It, and it means to be empowered by the Holy Spirit because you'll never get to the next levels of God in the flesh by your own power, by your own might. So let's look at Haggai chapter 1 and verse 14. Amen. We, we need, we depend on uh Amen. We we have we 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 must have the, the Holy Spirit functioning, operative in our lives. So look look at this. So so and, and I encourage you, uh, especially in a house like this, become familiar with the book of Ezra, Nehemiah, uh, uh, Haggai, and Zechariah. They're the they're the rebuilding books. They're the building books, the restoration books. Amen. Um, and there are great principles there. But he says, so the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, who's an apostolic figure, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, uh, the high priest, amen, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. And they came and worked on the house of the Lord of hosts, their God. You see, a lot of times, all of our words uh, may not move people, but if the Holy Spirit shows up, man, there's a level of cooperation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. You know, it, it's it's kind of like if you know if you, you see how people get caught up in flood waters, and no matter how strong a swimmer they are, man, that that water gets to moving. It just carries everything, and 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 that's what we ought to want. We ought to want to see that. We ought to want to see services. Where, where, where we have more than 80% of the people flowing in the spirit. The other right, 20 right. kind of sitting there saying, right. I will when I get ready. Yeah. They're going yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, y'all know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know exactly. and, and we all get, because if you notice this, you notice, notice this, the, the leadership was stirred up. We, we was just on our call a few moments ago, and uh, one of the points was made it was that the people will never attain uh, places that the leadership have not gone. Because yeah, right. it's kind of like impartation. You can't give what you don't have. 
right? So you can, but you can't show people places you've never gone. And so the spirit comes on the, this leadership team, first of all, the Bible says, and the spirit of all the people. So, so, so this, this, the Lord stirred up their spirit and stirred up the spirit of all the remnant of the people and then notice they were moved to action. See, this, the Holy Spirit coming just so we can shout and dance and sweat out our clothes and break heels off, run mascara, all that kind of stuff, we fall out. All of that. Come on, somebody. That, that, that's, that's not, that's not, uh, <laughs> come on. Am I right about it? There's another level of action that the Lord, because see, you, you notice this in, in an apostolic meeting like this, they were moved to build something. So he wants to inspire us so something is built as a result of us being inspired. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Uh, it says, and they, and they worked on the house of the Lord of hosts, their God. Praise the Lord. And we know that we do have this physical structure that clothes uh, what it is that we are assigned to do. But the real house is the people. Right. So we should be moved to action. There, there ought not to be, see, we ought not to have to have ordination services for you to have to do, get, uh, do ministry. Come on. Amen. Come on. Come on, give you titles and certificates and parking places and all that. <laughs> right? And all for you to counsel somebody, pray for somebody. Amen? Oh, my, my. Okay, let, let, let's go to Ezra chapter 5. <laughs> Come on, you know some folk have to have all that. Yes, Lord. Got the big, big tablecloths they throw on the, on, over their laps with prophetess on that thing. It's, 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 it's bedazzled. Y'all got me looking all in the wrong places in my Bible. Leave me alone. I was too. Let me all off. But y'all know it's the truth. It's a bunch of craziness, right? They got all kind of stickers on their cars and everything. T-shirts, ball caps, right? All of that kind of stuff. And don't and you mess around and don't recognize them? Oh my lord. Right? They 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 have become what they do. And we know that's not true identity. Amen. It's just what we do is not it's not who we are. So, so we don't lose anything, you know, uh, because you don't use that. That really describes just a function. Amen. Yeah, it, that's, that's really, I mean, me being an apostle is a description of a function. It's not who I am. You don't believe me? Follow us home. My wife said, you going to get that light bulb? She ain't saying apostle. Did you get a word? Did you get a word on that light light bulb being out? No, she ain't saying that. No, ain't no prayer about that. And she said, "My car needs some gas in it." Tim, she don't say apostle, man of God. You mind filling up my tank? She don't say none of that. Praise the Lord. No. Right. In function. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You, that's that's good clarity. Thank you. Thank you. No, 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 no. no, you're right, though. 
No, 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 you're right, you're right. No, no uh-uh, I, 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 I don't take it off. Now, I will make this distinction. In our local church, now, on most occasions, I function as an elder and a teacher. My teaching grace is probably more pronounced. You follow what I'm saying? When, I, when, I'm, at, when I'm at home. Now, when I go out, like when I come here, you all, you all don't receive me as a teacher or a pastor, even though I'm doing that. You receive me as an apostle, so you receive from that grace. Yeah, now there are times at our local church I will function apostolically. And, 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 and a lot of times I alert them that this is where that's, yes, that's coming from. Yes, but they, man, they, they still call me pastor. Uh, and some, they recognize me apostolically. But uh, the, the gift that they're seeking to, re to receive from is that shepherding, that nurturing, you know, that, that uh, tending, mending, yeah, that feeding, protecting, that, that, they want that. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Don't matter right now. Yeah. You need to get this. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, those are the people. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the people who are too entangled with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, too, they're too entangled with that. I mean, my wife will tell you that. I love going to places where nobody knows me. Not to say I'm world-renowned, but, you know, you, we go to the beach. Man, we try to find some place. We get a, one day we got out on the beach. I'm, I hear somebody say, Pastor Holiday. I said, oh, We're looking around. We said, this is a private beach. So one one day we we're down in Charleston and, and we and I mean it's off season and middle of the week and we're walking through the outlet mall and somebody said, Pastor Holiday. Pastor Holiday. I try it like I won't hear. They said, I know you ain't acting like you ain't trying to hear me. I turned around, it was Pastor Gabe Rogers. So he was messing with me because he said, that's why they were down there to try to, you know, get. I said, man, don't do me like that. I was like, man, nobody should know if I'm down here. You know, but there, but there are times, though, you know, where you, you do. I mean, real talk, you just, you, you don't want that, that pull and that, and that demand on you. You know, you do. You, do. you just, you just want to relax and, you know, and that kind of thing. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, and, you, and you need, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But 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 it is, you know, the, the, the grace stays with you. As the gifts and callings are without repentance. So that that stays stays with you. And I then I think in humility you have to help people see that you're not Jesus. So you don't carry carry all of it, you know, and, and then uh there is a there is a an aspect of all ministry. Paul talks about us having a, a measure. It's the yeah. Greek word metron. And that's the thing that distinguishes certain gifts from others, right? So, like, like see, 
right now, John is an apostle to this church versus my metron in measure is greater than that. You know, by God's grace, mine is to the church is. His may one day become the churches, but it's a part of it. I think is going to depend on how you all mature, exactly. because that means you're going to have. He's going to have to be released. Right. You know, what I'm saying? in a different way. It's different when y'all know he he, he went to Canada, <laughs> right? But when he starts, and there's something about an, an apostolic heart, if you will, that God allows you to love more than one congregation. Then, see, because I got some jealous babies where I pastor. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I guarantee you, they will get on Facebook and say, it ain't the same when you're not here. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. You know, not, we, we need y'all to help and come back. Y'all been gone too long. <laughs> when y'all coming back, I miss y'all. Stuff I'm talking about on social media. They, yeah, that's for real. They, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, you know, they cool with y'all, but at the same time... <laughs> They said, look, send him back. <laughs> send him back. Send him back. Yeah, but 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 you know, understand. Yes, ma'am. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. You got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. Yeah. And so, you know, understanding that that's kind of like a like an interesting, really interesting dynamic. But, but you all are transitioning that way. And so the demand on him is, is going to change, especially if he keep hanging out with me. I, I'm not going to Cuba and all these other places by myself. <laughs> We're going to go with somebody that knows, first of all, because if we have to take off running, <laughs> right? We need somebody to know which corner to hit, right? Which, which, which jungle to run through. Amen. Praise the Lord. But, but, but that's a part of it. You know, we, we, we're supposed to take others and, and not just us because, see, you all have gifting. Amen. And as we're planting churches in Tanzania and working with churches in Haiti and different places, uh, they won't see you all. You know? Yeah, that, that's right. They, they, they need us. And, and that's, that's, that's different ministry in, in countries like that. Because they have to have Bible faith. Like when you don't have a doctor, right? You can't pray and go to the doctor because there is no doctor. So they have to believe God for miracles. And people are getting raised from the dead for real. And limbs are, are miraculously, you know, uh, 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 growing and that kind of thing. You know, we, man, these devils we have over here, nothing compared to devils in, in nations like that. So, so you want to find out if you got some oil on you? That's it. Let's, let's go. So let's look at Ezra. Ezra 5, verse 1 and 2. Then the prophet Haggai and Zechariah, the son of Edo, prophets prophesied to the Jews who were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel who was over them. So Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, the son of Josedach, rose up and began to build the house of God, which is in Jerusalem, and the prophets of God were with them, helping them. So, it, see, when the prophets, prophets speak, it should inspire us and move us to action. You don't get a prophetic word to study it. 
You get a prophetic word because God wants you to do something. And, 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 and we, we just had, we had a prophetic presbytery earlier this year. It was just a weekend. We had two, you know, uh, just experienced prophetic gifts prophesy over about 26 people for over the whole weekend. It was phenomenal. But then we had a teaching on how to steward a prophetic word. And the thing about prophetic words is, or really any teaching from the word of God, is that the devil is standing by hoping that you won't keep it and understand it so he can snatch it. So think about that. If I mean, you receive prophetic words, where are they? Did you write them? Caught them? Did you have the CD? Right? Have you rehearsed them in your spirit? Are you praying them through? Because that's the only way you get, because God expects you to do what it is that he said. You know, I mean, my wife would tell you, I try to skip out of being prophesied to during that time because I read the fine print. <laughs> they said, where do you think you're going? I said, I'm good. And I said, no, come on up here. Man got such a download and I'm like, Lord, I, I don't need nothing else to do. I ain't even done the other stuff you gave me. Right? And so, you know, you got these folk that's running around, oh, prophet so-and-so is in town. If they are really a prophet, but they're running around and trying to get all these prophetic words for what? Pro- pro- uh, prophetic junkies. Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, look, look at chapter 6, this same chapter, verses 13 through 15. Th- then uh, Tatanai, governor of the region beyond the river of, that's a word I can't pronounce, and their companions diligently did according to what King Darius had sent. So the elders of the Jews built and they prospered through the prophesying of Haggai, the prophet, and Zechariah, the son of Edo. And they built and finished it according to the commandment of, of God, of the God of Israel, according to, Israel, according to the command of Cyrus, Darius, and Artaxerxes, king of Persia. Now the temple was finished on the third day of the month of Adar, which was in the sixth year of the reign of King Darius. See, this inspiration will help you finish. The prophets will come to help us finish. So, see, somewhere in the scope of this thing, uh, John has got to bring in uh, true post-ascension prophets. Amen? Because the apostles and prophets, they work together. That's what happens routinely at our church. We bring them in. We sometimes bring them in together. And it's, it's a, we, we had last year, we had the entire, in, the, the entire fivefold represented in one meeting. Man, that was so powerful. Yeah, it, took, it was almost at the end where we realized, man, we have all the five gifts right here in one meeting. And then they started ministering to the people. That was, man, that was profound. And so, you know, through, through relationship, I mean, we have a number of them on our apostolic council. Hopefully they will, they will come through because that's how we will finish. That's how those, the, the, the inspiration won't just be like this spiritual jubilation that you have, but you don't accomplish anything. Amen? All right, so let, let's, let's keep moving forward. Praise the Lord. No more breaks. Revelation, right? Here's, a, here's another great definition from Kevin Connor. Revelation is the act of God's 
communicating or transmitting his knowledge to man. We looked at that on last night. But it's his, it's his act of communicating or transmitting his knowledge to man. Let's, let's actually look at Deuteronomy 29, 29. I quoted it last night, but I want you to see it, mark it in your Bible if you never have before. Uh, Deuteronomy 29, 29. Amen. God transmits his knowledge to us. Now, he doesn't tell us everything because we would be like him. So the scripture says the secret things belong to the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed, thank God for revelation, belong to us. Now notice how he gets them to us. He gets them to us by revealing them. They're always there. You just can't see them until he gets ready for you to see it. That's why some things, uh, 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 Apostle Pete Beck, he talks about uh, the path of life. There are some things that you will never come into the knowledge of unless you keep moving. And do you not realize no matter how great and glorious it is, uh, when God moves you to one place, he always has some other stuff that's better. And there are levels, plural, in God. Now, you can get to heaven and only have maxed out, say, I'm just using this, on level seven, but there's level 7,777 that you left on the table. And he, so he goes, goes on to say, amen, uh, but those things are revealed, they belong to who? To us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. Now you think about it. When Moses gave this to them, all they had, amen, uh, was what the knowledge that Moses was given, which would have been the first five books. Right? And so for him to say that what he's revealed, that, that belongs to us. Now, we have 66 books. If he just, if he didn't speak anything else, we've got 66 books of what he's revealed. Amen? That belong to us. That's good. Uh, Connor goes on to say the Bible is not man's thoughts about God, but God revealing himself to man in such a case it would usually involve the communication, look at this, of knowledge that could not otherwise be known. The only way we know it is because God chooses to reveal it to us. You see how special you are? Oh, my goodness. He chooses to give you the insight that he's given you. Man, you must be valuable. You think about this. Your kids know things about you that people outside of your house will never know. Because they're in the family. And we're his kids. Come on, and we know stuff about him that folk outside of the house. See, it's hidden to those who are the uninitiated. We've been initiated. Glory to God. Amen. It's revelation of mysteries that are hidden from plain view. And, and, and we, we looked at this last night, but, but I'm let, let's go back again real quickly. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 through 16. Amen. Repetition is the mother of learning. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and, and, and we want y'all know 9 and 10. Those are verses that get quoted a lot. Amen. And, uh, but we dropped down and we looked at uh, verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. It's capital S, amen, compared to the lowercase s, which is talking about attitude, uh, mentality, 
amen, of the world. Uh, the, there is a spirit that dominates the world, yeah. but we have the uppercase spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, which comes from God. Why? That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. See, that part, part which belongs to us, he's revealed it to us. So we can know what's been freely given to us by God. We, my wife and I, we went to Jamaica for our uh, 30th anniversary, and it was an all-inclusive resort. Ask me how, what we had to pay for. <laughs> Nothing, because it was all-included. And you think about that. God has stuff that's included with your salvation. All those promises that we talked about, 7,959, included with your walk, with your salvation. And they have been freely. Oh, y'all sitting there. Y'all looking like y'all don't believe me. Let me show you. Come over here to Romans chapter 8. God, we're going to convince somebody right here, right now. Look, look at what he says right here. Man, he says in, 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 in Romans chapter 8, verse 32, he says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Remember where we started? He has given unto us all things that pertain to life and God. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk upright before him. God already knows that you have need of these things. And all these other things shall be added unto you. Jesus. So he wants us to know what's freely given to us. Isn't that something? Yes, now you think about it. The more you come into the insight of the things that are freely given to you, man, you start growing in confidence. Yes. Yes. Like when he says he'll turn your mourning into dance. He'll give you joy unspeakable and full of glory. And so how you going to walk around here depressed if the thing that's free for you, because it costs you something to be depressed, the free thing is the joy. Yes. Of the Lord, right? Yeah. Man, I better get off that. I feel like preaching just a little bit. My God. But they're the things that are freely given to us by God. These things we also speak. It is impossible for you to come into this knowledge and not talk about the things that are freely been given to you. When you get a revelation, man, you tell everybody. I got to show you what the Lord let me see. I got to tell you what the Lord told me. Huh? He says here, uh, it, it, uh, which, which uh, these things we speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the, which the Holy Spirit teaches. Doesn't it frustrate you when you tell them what you got by the Spirit and they can't see it? Because they're hearing you from a, from a man-centered perspective and you're speaking by the way of the Holy Ghost. Get a red heart message, elder. You come out here to preach it and the saints looking at you like. I thought he said he heard something from the Lord. I ain't heard nothing yet. You better come on, get in the spirit. So you can hit right down the right till. You preaching your guts out. They sitting there. Uh, don't sound like he, he need to go back. That don't happen over here. 
<laughs> so he goes on. Look at this. But watch this. He says, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. He says, when God gives us a revelation, he's comparing, comparing something that's spiritual in nature and in concept with something else that's spiritual and in nature and in concept. Right? And then verse 14 says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God. That's why you can study this, amen, like you would study a subject in college or in school and get nothing out of it. But if you slip over into the spirit of God, you will start seeing something. And I mean, listen, it's not just the, 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 the verses or the, the sentences or the clauses, sometimes it's just one word in a verse that God will start to unload and unpack. And you're trying to feel, God, I'm trying to get to the rest of the verse. He says, no, I want you to camp out right here. Amen. Things are the spirit, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them. Why? Because they are spiritually discerned, valued, estimated. Amen. Weighed. They, they, you know, like the Bible says, don't cast your pearls amongst swine. You follow what I'm saying? Like this, this meat right here that you all been getting this weekend so far, everybody, everybody doesn't want this. Some folk want fast food. Come on, they, they want uh, peanuts, popcorn, and Cracker Jacks. Right? Ice cream. Am I, am I right about it? That's what they want? All, all of that donuts and all that other kind of stuff. Empty calories. Come on. When the storm comes, they have nothing of substance to allow them to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. But when God gives us, give us this solid food, this rhema, it builds some spiritual strength in us. So we don't even see our storms the same way. We don't even see our trials the same way. We know that the trying of our faith is working patience in us. We're getting some supernatural hang in there, pal. He said, he said on the way out, you got to break a muscle down. In order to grow it. Amen. But then they had this supplement called protein. Come on. That helps to replenish the muscle. I think that's where the Holy Ghost kicks in. See, when I come to the end of myself, amen, that's when the, the spirit of God can step in. Start doing things. I, 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 he said, no, I know everybody else is saying go this way. Holy Spirit said, no, you, you go over here. I can't figure out why you still... No, you ain't supposed to because these things are not discerned naturally. That's They're right. discerned spiritually. Amen. That's why you could take an 87-year-old woman who's never been to anybody's college or seminary. Come on. But she sat in the face oh, of God. And she got some insight on some things. She might not say a whole lot, glory right. be to God. But she, she might say something like, well, baby, just wait and see. God always worked it out. Amen. He goes on. Look, the rest of this, he said, but he who is spiritual. Now, you need to get this. Mark this. Matter of fact, write your name over there somehow. He who is spiritual judges all things. You, you are discriminating. You are discerning. You, you, you're, not, you're not moved by the outward things because you're judging them based on spiritual things. You catch the spirit of it. Hallelujah. You're not all in an uproar or in a panic. 
Glory be to God because you're not being moved by, by fleshless things. You have a word. You've got a revelation from God. See, it's one thing to quote things like, if God be for us. Who can be against us right, right, and right. do so by cognitive knowledge. Right, right. But if you've ever had to go through something oh, and Lord. experience this yeah. word, then when folk were actually against you and God showed up and said, I am for you and I am who I've always been more than. I told you one of his name is always who I've always been is more than. Now, you know, you have something then. Then, then, then we read this verse. He, he says, yet he himself is rightly judged by no. That's why nobody can't figure you out. They can't rightly judge you because they don't know what you're working with. Come on, they're trying to figure out how in the world we work on the same job, making the same money, and you living like you living. That, something, something not adding up right. Something, that, that matter, because I know everybody over here pretty much get the same kind of pay. How in the world are you taking all these trips? That's right. You better talk about it. Doing all these things you doing. I'm, I know I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen right now. Come on in here. They can't figure it out. You know, some folk, and, and you all have the same thing. Some people can't figure out how in the world my wife and I can have a marriage inside of a ministry and it not look jacked up like other ministry marriages. That's right. They figured that, that's got to be fake, but we, we at number 30. Bing, bing. And all those clowns that used to say, I call them clowns, all those clowns, Holly, why your wife with you all the time? Why you, they wish their wife was still with them at all. Come on now. Do you follow what I'm talking about? They can't, they, they can't properly judge you. When you going, they know you going through. They know you had some 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 hard words, some difficult times. They know certain things are going backwards in your life, and your praise didn't change. Your faithfulness has not dropped off. You still speaking for God. They can't figure you out because they know they figure. That if you was like them, you'd be crying, you'd be quiet, you wouldn't be coming to church. I mean, all these other things would change, but my God, you, you, you done made up your mind that independent, praise the Lord, of your circumstances, your praise will not change. Amen. 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 And you think about that. They can't, they can't judge you. They're trying to figure, man, look, if somebody would have crossed me like that, brother, we'd been fighting. Why you ain't get him? I'm still waiting on you to get him. Because I got a revelation. Vengeance is mine. God says, I shall repay. Amen. They said, now, son, you let me take care of them. Do you follow what I'm talking about? Amen. And they, they are going to keep on with their noses themselves, looking at you, trying to figure out why in the world they not. Man, if it was me, I'd be gone. That's the problem. It ain't you. You're not anointed for this. Come, I, I'm, on, I'm, I'm, come on now. You know sometimes people try to tell you, I don't know how it is you stay in that situation. They just don't know. You anointed for it. They are not. It would have crushed them. But it's made you stronger. It's made you more evident. Mm, let's, let's, let's get out of this right here. Hallelujah. Come on, just give them a praise somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. 
And see, and Paul comes right back on the heels of this thing and says, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? All those folk that's looking at you, trying to judge God's mind concerning you, they don't have the capacity to instruct God because they don't have his mind. You prove that you have his mind because you move and you behave that in a way that lines up with his word. Yeah. So you, 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 you become like David. I will bless the Lord at all oh, times. It's not that I've forgotten how to curse and say some other things, but they're not going to come out of my mouth when I'm pressed up against the wall because I've got a revelation oh, from the Lord glory, glory, glory. that I already have victory. I'm not trying to get it. I've got it. It's just a matter of time. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. Thank you, God. See, that, that, it's dangerous when you start walking by revelation. And don't let, don't let God mess around and show you the outcome of a thing before it happens. Folk trying to realize why you shouting already. They say, we still fighting. You celebrating because we ain't waiting until the battle is over. We already know how this thing is coming out. Amen? It, it, this is it's uncovering, unveiling. Y'all gave me that sandwich, didn't you? So, so I have some energy. <laughs> it's, pulling, it's, pulling back, it's pulling back the curtain, praise God, on the mysteries of God. Amen? And, and see, God doesn't intend for these things to be uh, mysteries, praise the Lord, only except to those who are not initiated. He wants you to know. What kind of father would he, want, would, would he be if his desire was to keep you in the dark? Right. He wants you to know. Yes. Because, see, your confidence is based on what you know. Yes. Yes. You become more and more confident and more and more certain and assured based on you knowing these yes. things, yes. knowing certain things about. So what, what, you know where the devil tries to attack you? He tries to make you believe that God is not who he says he is and that he cannot do what he says that he can do. But you mess around and get some confidence. See, you know God's a healer. You didn't have to go get a book on right. healing or coming. Or no, he healed you. Yes. So you know that he, so you're confident. If God can heal you, he can heal somebody else. So you pray from a different place yeah. than somebody who's never had to have God heal them. Right. Right. You've been transformed yeah. by the knowledge. Yeah. Broke people that God has had to pay their bills when they didn't have a source of income. Come on, Come on. You, 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 don't, you didn't go to the seminary to learn that he was Jehovah Jireh. Yeah. He showed you that he was Jehovah Jireh. And you know that he'll make a way out of no way. Grandmama was telling you, you didn't, you didn't have no, you didn't know what that meant. No. <laughs> till, till you had to go through it for yourself. Just like some of, with some of our kids, we try to tell them. Yeah. They ain't listening. Yeah. Right? But then when they go through it, they come, they come dragging in the house one day. Daddy, you know you told me. I sure wish I had to listen. Yeah. But now they know for themselves. Amen. It's pulling back the covers off of the eternal purposes of God the Father. We don't have time to unpack that, but it's, this is the thing I want you to get. It's given by grace. You can't earn it. You can't perform it. Perform and, oh, I'm gonna, you know how uh, kids used to say, I, I, I'm going to be good, Daddy, because they want something. Right? Or, Daddy, I've been good. 
Can I have that? I, I was good. Good. No, don't work like that with God. He gives it by grace. Let, let's look at Matthew 11, verse 27. Thank God for grace. Amen. Matthew 11, 27, he says, and all these things have been delivered to me by my father, and no one knows the son, look at this, except the father, nor does anyone know the father except the son, and the one to whom the son wills to reveal him. You see how special you are? Man, every time God speaks, your net worth off to increase. Come on, stop, stop. Uh, despising what God has given you, what he gives you access to. It's a great thing. He's just waiting for you to see it in the same light that he does. Yeah. Amen. Let, let's look at Ephesians 1 and 17. We, we read this uh, earlier, but let's look at it one more time. Hallelujah. Now, y'all blame Apostle John for me running out of time. Ephesians uh, 1 and verse 17 says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, look at this, may give you, give to you rather, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. It's his gift to you. He knows you're going to need it. Because you, you know what? He's going to make demands on you that depend on you having a revelation from him. So he said, let me, let me go ahead and give them all things that y'all thought I didn't know what I was talking about that pertain to life and godliness because they're going to need it. Yes. Amen. You ever had somebody come over your house and you have something in your house and you have no idea what it is or what you're supposed to do with it? <laughs> and they said, that's a so-and-so and you're supposed to do, do this with it. You're like, oh, is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I ain't know what it was. I'll get ready to throw that thing away. So God gives us revelation so we know what to do with the stuff that he gives us. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians 3 and 5 says, he says, which in other ages, this is talking about the ministry of Christ. We read this last night, was not made known to the sons of men. Y'all see that? As it has now been revealed by the spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. So he's given revelation. He wants us to know what he has freely given us. Hallelujah. You know what the, the enemy, the, the devil likes to minimize or, or maximize the minimum. Maximize the minimum. Like Adam and Eve, they're in the garden. Right. And the Lord has said, you can eat from all of these trees except this one. He, he come with his diabolical self right. saying, oh, y'all can't eat from that tree. One tree, one tree out of all the other trees. So you think about that. He shows up and says, oh, you don't have. No, you need to go back to the Bible. All, all the things, these things, things, all things. I like all. <laughs> right? God said, no, don't, don't keep showing up asking me uh, to give you a specific thing. Just put it under all. Yeah. Isn't that good? Oh, yeah. Amen. So let, let's keep going forward. We're going to finish this. Impartation. Amen. The ability to communicate, to transmit, not just speaking it, praise the Lord, even though impartation, and that's been my prayer, that as I have been communicating, that you have been receiving this in your spirit. Not just in your minds, but in your spirit. That you'll be somebody 
different as a result of these, the, the word of God and, and, these, and this information being imparted into your spirit that there'll be an enlarging yes. and, and a, a expanding. It, you know, uh, uh, used to be, can't do it anymore, but used to go to the beach and you had to hit one of those all-you-can-eat joints before you left. And me and my sons used to sit there, Pastor John, and we would just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat, right? And then eat some more. And you, I don't know what it was, I could not tell I had eaten as much as I did till I stood up. That's right. I was like, oh, my Lord. Stuff has shifted. I mean, y'all know what I'm talking about? And And many times when the word of God comes, you really don't know which parts have lodged themselves in your spirit, man, until you are forced to stand up. That's a good word right there. Come on. My God. And see, we, we, you know, we, we misquote the scripture that says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. It really says when the enemy comes in, period, or comma, right? The spirit of like a flood. Like a flood, talking about the spirit who's equated to water, will lift up a standard against uh-huh. Well, you got to understand something. Last time you were in a battle, the spirit of God didn't come up, come and raise up a standard. He made the word stand up in you. The standard stood up in you. And you said, no, nah, I'm going to live. I ain't going to die. I'm going to make it. Or whatever the case may be. You, you, you follow what I'm talking about? And so that, that's our prayer. Uh, it, it's, it's, this comes from one's abundance. So if you minister, you can't really minister effectively with just the portion that you need. You need to ask God, give me an overflow. Uh-huh. Yes, Lord. Yes. I, I, I use this, this illustration. You know, ever paid attention to the sucking sound that the drain makes when all of the water is almost gone? <laughs> There are a lot of people who are standing to minister, and they make that sucking sound. Good. Wow. Because wow. there's not enough in the sink for them. Wow. And God wants you to give out of your overflow, yeah. out of your abundance, because right. you need as much as you can contain for you. Yes, and you give to everybody else out of your abundance. That's where your impartation should come from. From So you've got to keep filling yourself and filling yourself and filling yourself. Uh, this, this, this knowledge and revelation that's disclosed and, and made known and you, and you, you pour it into another. You know, uh, I remember my grandmother used to drink hot tea early in the morning. And she, I, I, boy, I'd be looking at that tea. She made it look so good. And she would say, I said, Grandma, can I have some tea? She said, you can have all that flow over into the saucer. Y'all going to get that on the way home. Because all that was in the cup was for her. But all that was in the saucer from the old. Now, she was generous. She deliberately made it overflow. So there would be some for me in the saucer and the rest. She needed it for herself. She had it in the cup. Think about that. 
So think about thinking about another, and you have to be the same way. You need to fill your own cup. Y'all know we sing the song, and then all of the overflow, you can serve it to someone else. Same substance. Amen. Just, just, just being distributed a different way. It's the process of conveying to another person what you carry in your spirit. And that's why you have to be careful about what you allow in your spirit. Yes, sir. Because spirits are transferable. Amen. It means to transfer from one to another. Let's, let's look at a few scriptures here. Praise the Lord. Romans uh, 1 and verse 11. Thank you, Lord. Are you glad you came? Mm -hmm. Romans 1 and 11. It's Paul, Paul, I mean, he was just jealous. for He wanted to have fruit everywhere. So Romans 1 and 11, he says, for I long to see you. Look at this. That I may do what? Impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established. Amen. So you can be uh, grounded, rooted. Uh, I, I, I've had to uh, 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 adjust to this, even in my thinking, that when God sends me to a place like this, many times there are spiritual gifts that he wants to impart. Amen. And I have to be willing to pray for people that, that those gifts will be imparted to them. That's powerful. That means God is thinking about the context in which you function. And he knows that certain gifts are needed in those contexts. So he will send people, raise people up to impart those gifts. First Timothy four, verse 14. See, this, this is how, how the house is, the, the body is equipped for the work of service. 1 Timothy 4, verse 14. Do not neglect the gift that is in you. You know what that means in Greek? Stop playing around. <laughs> Stop playing around. There's a gift in you. Come on, say, I'm gifted. I'm Amen. Gifted. So he says, do not neglect the gift that is in you. Now watch this. It was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. So it's not just limited to apostleship. The elders in this house, if they walk in their grace, can lay hands on you and impart gifts yes. to you. Yes. Hallelujah. So you, you see, see what, what, what Apostle John, the shift that he's seeking to make by saying that these, these, these are co-equal elders, you got to look at the other elders differently now. Because God sometimes will choose to get to you what you need through somebody that you don't prefer. That's right. Because yeah. you think you can tell God how you can get your That's blessing. Right. And God said, no, you ain't God. I'm God. I'm going to use whoever I want to use. Right. You I, I, I want so-and-so to lay hands on me so I can say that so-and-so. Now, God ain't studying that. He will use a no-name person. That's right. Amen. He'll do it. I'm telling you, when God, I knew God had called me to be an apostle, but I was moving real slow. I told folk, I don't, don't call me no apostle. I just want the anointing. And I said, we not having no service. I ain't laying on the floor. Ain't nobody laying on top of me, pouring no, I ain't doing none of that. So if y'all got to have that, I'm just going to stay holiday. Amen. But I had, I had an internationally, I won't call his name. Some of y'all might know him. Prominent 
apostle who had come to our church, uh, established our apostolic council, and he was like, man, I'm going to come back and, and we're going to do this. And when he started talking about robes and stuff, I was saying, mm-mm, mm-mm. And then he raised up a, a, an apostle that was known internationally, but not on the front pages like this other one. I said, God, why, why, why are you doing me like that, God? Yeah, we sent this one man, he did this, and this, this other man. And I asked the other man, I said, when you became an apostle, what was it like? He said, well, he said, uh, uh, a guy showed up who was an apostle and said, uh, the Lord's witness to me that you are an apostle. And he laid hands on him to confirm it, not to make him one, because only God can make you one. And he laid hands on him and went about his business. The Holy Spirit witnessed right then. That's the person right there that's supposed to confirm you. My wife would tell you, we had a regular Sunday morning service. I think they took one picture. That was it. No, no big banquet. Tickets for $100 at the Holiday Inn. Apostolic confirmation. Well, none of that. Follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, my flesh probably would have wanted to have aligned with this other guy. That's right. Mm -hmm. But the will of the Lord was somebody that was off the beaten path. Mm -hmm. Amen? And so it's not for us to tell God how we want this thing to be done. Let's let's look at uh, 2 Timothy 1 and 7. Mm -hmm. We got to hurry up. (laughs) Amen. Some of y'all getting sleepy. I don't want you to be tired tomorrow. Five dollars. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Y'all, y'all got to tell me how that worked. I got a few sleepers. I've been trying to cast the devil out. It's got to be demonic. That ain't God you going to sleep. Second Timothy 1 and 7, for God has not given us, y'all see this, the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And in verse 6, he talks about it. Stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. You know, uh, b- before man of God was mentoring me, Apostle Otis Lockett, man, before he went home to be with the Lord, every time we met, I said, lay hands on me. Sometimes, John, I'll take his hand and put him on my head. <laughs> Praise God. And because I, I, look, I wanted at least the grace that he carried. Yeah. Amen. And I knew that that thing could be, tr- I, man, lay hands on me. Don't go, hold up, get out of that truck. <laughs> Last scripture, Colossians chapter 4. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is this helping anybody? Yeah. Colossians 4. This is, now, this is a whole lot of, boy, this is a whole lot of, this is a buffet. Colossians 4, verse 3 and 4. He, uh, let me get verse 3. He says here in verse 3, Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us, amen, a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in chains, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. So, so Paul was saying, look, I'm speaking this. I want the people to get it. I want them to get an a, a, a impartation, a revelation of what. So I need you to pray. See, you have at least that as a minimum, to pray. That, that, that whoever your pastor is, if, you, if you're not the person that's preaching and teaching the word, that the people will get this impartation, not just a bunch of information. 
All right? I think I can have uh, one more slide. Hallelujah. And this is where we want to arrive. And we won't have time to really deal with it. Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm on time. Yeah. Uh, the word becomes flesh in us. Amen. So it's not just receiving it. We want the word to become flesh in us and, 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 and to begin to live. We are to manifest the life of Christ, to manifest the spiritual and heavenly life of our head. You know, when, when they had taken the apostles one day and, and beaten them, and all, they said, man, these guys are ignorant and unlearned, yeah. but man, they've been with Jesus. They were manifesting the life of Christ. And see, we need folk to know that we've been with Jesus. We shouldn't have to get a T-shirt. Jesus is my homeboy. <laughs> nah, we, we should have to get a, think about that. For, the, for, so folk will at least think that we've been with Jesus. They ought to be able to pick up on the fact that you have been with Jesus, right? And, 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 and also to manifest the spiritual and heavenly life of our head. That's why we have to stay connected to the body. Amen. The, the, the all the anointing, the grace, the things that we need, they are flowing from our head. Amen. It's contained in the head. The revelation, the impartation, the knowledge, the things that we need, they, it flows from the head down. He is the means and the manner of manifesting his own life. You don't get to dictate to him how you're going to, uh, uh, how you're going to pursue this manifest manifestation or how you're going to carry out this manifestation. He does. Manifestation is the highest form of ministry. Don't be impressed by people who can just talk it. Do they live it? How is it working in their lives? And then can they show you how to do it? Not, not just tell you how to do it, but show you how to do it because they're doing it. Good teaching, Holy Ghost. The expression and representation of the life of Christ is what we're called to. That's why we need to manifest it. One of the reasons why the church doesn't believe in the, I mean, the world doesn't believe in the relevancy of the church is because we're not manifesting, representing, expressing the life of Christ. They need to see it in us. He gave us another promise. Greater works than these shall you do. Amen. Conformity to the image of Christ. In, in Romans chapter 8, amen? Yeah. Conformity. He wants us to, to conform to his image. Amen. We start out in creaturehood. That's who we are in Adam. These are four phases of, of God's paternal plan, which have never changed. We start out in creaturehood, which means to be. He moves us into sonship, which means to become. And we get to participate with the yeah. things of God. Then he moves us, amen, uh, to, to a place of heirship where we begin to share. And then there's appropriation. But ultimately, he wants to move us to a place where we reign. Yeah. And that's thronship. Hallelujah, that we're ruling, yeah. that the world is not ruling us, life is not ruling us. Man, you think you're going to you get on people's nerves now? Man, wait till you get in the rulership and start manifesting. You think they can't take you now? Man, they ain't going to be able to take you after this. 
Hallelujah. Uh, uh, this is about the reality and the substance as, as in terms of this is, this is what Jesus is to his church. He is both reality and he is substance. And he is in us. So we must become the reality and the substance. Now faith is the substance, right, of things hoped for. The Amplified said it's the title deed. It, it's the thing. It's, it's real. It's a reality. Y- y'all, it's not a fantasy. That has to be us. We have to be real. We have to be tangible. And then this leads to maturity as sons. We, we have to look at these scriptures real quickly. John 17 and verse 6. Amen. John 17 and verse 6. Hallelujah. Look at what he says. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have kept your word. See, that's that's a part of proving our sonship that we keep his word. That we manifest what his, we make known what his will is. Look at verse 26. He says here, and I have declared to them your name and will declare it that the love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. That's proof of our sonship. God loves us just like he loved Jesus. And, And the proof, part of the proof of the love is the word that he gave to or the name, rather, that he entrusted to Jesus, Jesus declared it to us. He, he, he brought God out from behind the, the, the curtain yeah. so that all of us could see him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Mm. Look, look at 2 Corinthians 4, verse 1 through 2 real quick. Mm-hmm. Bible says, therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. But by, look at this, manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. We just walk out truth, right? Instead of living lies living beneath our privilege, living separated from our identity. We manifest this truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the eyesight of God. Uh, Chapter 4, verse 7 through 12 says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. In case you get beside yourself, you're nothing but a crack pot. (laughs) Amen. Do you not know these earthen vessels would have never been found in a rich man's house. Right. Right? It says that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard pressed on every side. So don't you think you got a patent on going through? Amen. Yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body, amen, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. One of the paradoxes of manifestation, amen, is life through death. Something got to die in order to bring forth 
life. Man, I wish I had time to talk about that. He says here, uh, for we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. See, we're dying to ourselves so that he can live through us. Paul says it in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, that he said, the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. But before all of that, he said, he said that he, he had to be crucified. He had to die. That's it. Nevertheless, I live. Amen. I do have this on the screen. I don't want to cheat y'all. There's the three paradoxes. I keep mentioning them. Life comes out of death. Power comes out of weakness. Intimacy comes out of suffering. I stop saying, Lord, I want to know you. He's not going to take you on a, on a mountain. No, he's going to take you through some things. Yeah. Jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered. Just let you guys get that down. Think I need to quit. Some of y'all look like you got food coming out your eyes. <laughs> Got spiritual food coming all out your eyes. I'm in parts of it. Five piece soup. I like that. Five piece soup. I see one little pestle. I've got to check one of those out. Yes, sir. Glory. But 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 realize that. You know, there are some things you, you're steadily trying to resuscitate. God said, no, let it die. Life is going to come. Except the corn of wheat fall into the ground of die, uh, and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. Hmm? Power comes out of weakness. Lord had to help Paul see that when, when you're weak, that's when he's strong. Yes, and my grace, amen, is sufficient for you. And that intimacy comes out of suffering. Paul said that he wanted to, wanted to know him, but he wanted not just to know him in the, in the power of his uh, resurrection. He wanted to know him also in the fellowship of his suffering. I'm like, okay, I don't know if I want to pray that one yet. But he wanted to really know him bad. So he said, I'll partner with you in your suffering. So I, so I can know you. Amen. Come on, everybody, rest. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message encouraged you. If you would like to learn more about C3 Church, please visit us in person in Indian Trail, North Carolina at 5805 West Highway 74, Indian Trail, North Carolina, 28079 or on the web, c3churchnc.org, or on facebook.com forward slash c3indiantrailnc.org.